Welcome to Business Can Be Better. This is the podcast that helps businesses become even better businesses. I'm one of the co-hosts, Lane Anderson. I own a marketing company called London Road Media. And I'm Kelly Ray Tamaki, founder and owner of TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. All right, here we are. We are on episode 21 of Business Can Be Better, back from the holidays. We had, what, three weeks of no episodes? Because it, with it being on Tuesday, it was like New Year's Eve, Christmas Eve. Oh, and then I was, was it me that was sick or were you sick? Something the week before remember. that, too. So Probably we're back, me. though. It's been a while, but we're back with episode 21 talking about, is the customer always right? So talking about customer service. The customer service mentality, you yeah. called it? Or a policy, even. or like, Okay. Like, I was picturing, I couldn't come up with the right phrase for it, but you know when you hire a new employee and you teach them how to treat customers? Sure. How, what kind of a service yeah. training would you have? Okay. But before we get into that, what's new? Happy 2020. Happy New Year. What's yeah, happy 2020. This is crazy. I still remember I when the year changed to 2000. And I know. We wrote, wrote yeah. that in our notebooks in school. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Actually, a lot is new. I think I'm new. I feel all brand You're new, shiny, new brand new. Yeah, because last year was really tough for me. Like when I looked back, I had gone to the ER eight times, and most of them, wow. yeah, and saw the same doctor most of those times. And wow. I'm not a hypochondriac, if you know me. Was I it truly the South had African eight. Guy? No, he's always in the ER when I take oh, my no. kids in. <laughs> doctor, uh, doctor, darn it, Doctor Martin, Doctor okay. Mar- Martin, Martin. Okay. very nice man. But um, the point is, <laughs> when you get concussion, uh, broken arm, oh, yeah. appendicitis, um, back injury, like it was just like one thing after another for me last year. And um, I just did a lot of work around that over the break with uh, one of my mentors and lots of books and stuff. And I just journaling. Good. And I really got that I never booked any time off last year. Right. The only time I was off was when I broke my arm yeah. or had to get surgery or <laughs> fell down the stairs when you or was no deathly choice. ill. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm not huge on going back to your childhood and trying to heal old wounds. Right. I'm more the focus forward type of person. So wherever I developed the belief that I had to be sick or hurt to get time off, that's not true. So right. I'm going to pre-book time Good. off this year. So you took time off for holidays? You didn't work? I sure did. Much? Nice. No, three weeks. Wow. It was amazing. And mm. I feel so much more capable as a leader Yeah. now that I did take that time for myself. So. Good. And also, it's kind of funny because I always tell my clients, you have to take breaks. You have to take breaks. You can't keep going like this. And so they'll really enjoy laughing at me for this one. <laughs> for taking your own advice. I, I, I can almost guess who the first lady will be that will say, hey, I heard your podcast. I knew it. I knew it. Knew it. You're not doing it, what you it. told us to do. Nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, uh, I have a goal to read 50 books this year. Good which for you. I'm not, I'm a reader, but not a book reader. Ever since I finished my degree five years ago, six years, five and a half years ago, and it was an English degree, so I read a lot, and I was just off of books and Mm. done with it. So last year I read seven, or maybe it was eight, I can't remember. We're going to do 50 this year. But I'm already, I'm... I'm on book four, so we're trying to get a good head start. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm mixing some fiction and some business marketing entrepreneur stuff to keep it interesting, but I'm enjoying reading again, which I mean, I always do read. It's just usually blogs and stuff. Now I'm reading books and I'm daily vlogging on LinkedIn. Every single day we're putting a video on LinkedIn and we're getting rid of 
trying to go for technical quality or high production value and just going for value in terms of it's useful to people as most important. So it's literally just shoot it and post it and be done with it. So we're trying awesome. that. So I can do that too then and mm-hmm. I won't get... Absolutely. Okay, great. I like yeah. that a lot. <laughs> That's what's new with me. Awesome. So what do you think about, is the customer always right? Um, do you know the origin of that phrase? No, do you? Yeah. So I don't know if you ever watched that show, Mr. Selfridge. No. About the guy, he's like an American British person, Mr. Selfridge, Harry Gordon Selfridge, who started a department store in the UK somewhere. And it was called Selfridges, but he was the one who came up with the, the phrase, the customer is always right. Um, but yeah, I didn't know that until we started talking about this and I was looking stuff up and all these articles are talking about Selfridges and I'm like, I remember that show. I, mm. I don't remember, I maybe watched half a season of it, but there's a show called Mr. Selfridge that's about Harry Selfridge starting Selfridges, the the uh, department store. Interesting. And he's the one that came up with that. It'll quite a long, this would have been 19th century, I believe, or maybe very early How long were they century. in business? They still are. Interesting. Yeah, Selfridge still exists. What a nice segue. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> um, and actually, just so you guys know, we, we purposely never tell each other what we're going to say once we get on air. It's much more fun that way. Definitely. Um, so this is all new to me, too. <laughs> yeah, there's no... We each do our own prep, but we don't prep each other. Mm-hmm. So I don't know where... Because you think that we're going to fight on this one, but we usually always end up agreeing. So I don't know where... Like, I don't That's know what side of this... That's just communication, though, my friend. Yeah, but you, know, we can you, still... you think we're going to disagree on something, and I don't know why. Well, we'll see. Where do you Let's sit do on some it? examples. Kay. So um, I was trained... Um, I want to say old school, but I know I'm younger than some of our listeners, I'm sure. Um, but like the first real, I guess, career job that I had, mm-hmm. um, no, probably second or third, but I was at global TV and one of my bosses, my boss actually was Kendall Gibson. He's still one of my mentors to this okay. day. He helped name my company. He okay. emceed my wedding. He's a really, really cool man, but he's definitely old school. Um, so he was the first one to teach me his mentality. The customer's always right. When okay. they're around. When they're around, okay. You know? And not to be uh, two-faced or um, dishonest, but it's not that they're always right. They're just never wrong. Okay. So you don't... And, and I found this in an article, actually, so I have to ask him if you got it from that article. But um, as long as you don't make them wrong, like, mm-hmm. can you imagine saying that to a customer? You're wrong. Right. Don't You're not do getting that. your money back. No. Right. I don't think it's a... I don't think the, the customer is always right is a very useful phrase in today's shopping era yeah um nobody says that anymore no um no except for like some redneck in a movie i think i just watched over the break haven't you heard the customer's always right um we don't say that anymore right (laughs) okay so what we try to do is listen acknowledge uh solve the problem then take action right and like okay so i do believe that every customer has a right to share their opinion of course and I do believe that we should listen first, fully listen, unless they're being mean to our staff. Right. You know, number one thing is if somebody's yelling at my staff, then I would rather take that person myself. Okay. Um, and if they continue to be, you know, abusive or derogatory or whatever, mm-hmm. you just let them know. If you if you can't talk respectfully, we are going to hang up. You know, we've had some situations sure. like that. So yeah. in that case, the customer is not right. Yeah. Um, but I think what we can do nowadays is do everything in our ability to help the customer have the best experience possible. Yes. 
That said, there are some people who refuse to be happy customers. Mm -hmm. So I think with, <laughs> you know, globalization, online shopping, the transparency of social media, the ability to leave a review almost everywhere. Yes. We are, we would be smarter to be more con cautious of pissing customers off. Okay. Like, I do think you should be careful of that. But again, if they leave you a bad review, you can handle it beautifully and you could even, you know, build up some more street cred, online right. cred. Yeah, I don't know. So I don't think the customer is always right, but I definitely think that we should always try to solve their problem. Of course. And leave them with right. the best impression of our brand. Yeah. Regardless of what they, if they bought a $5 item or a million dollar item. Mm-hmm. So that means, I, th I think that's pretty easy for us to know where to sit on it when they're being abrasive and abusive. I mean, obviously we're not going to... That's a no. Yeah, yeah, we know that line. But I mean, you deal with, and both of us do, but you deal with clients where um, it, there isn't necessarily a provable black and white answer to what the right answer is. So what happens when you have pushback from your clients when they're saying, no, I don't agree that that's what I should do for my business? Are they right or do they, is your expertise trump their So you want me to talk specifically the about the coaching? Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's an example of a place where it's not about being abrasive or abusive. It's just about you have your area of expertise and someone who's coming at it from a layman is disagreeing and saying that they know better. How do you yeah, the, deal with that? I love my job and I'm really good at it. I'm not bragging. I'm just being honest. Like I'm really good at spotting uh, problems with leadership or problems within the business. And okay. unfortunately, a lot of times I have to tell my clients, your business is not doing really well because you are not doing really well. Either mm -hmm. you're lacking confidence or you need some counseling or you need to do some personal development um, or you have to let go of this grudge that you have. Or um, the worst is when they think employees the problem. Right. And I have to convince them that they're the problem. Mm -hmm. um, but actually, this is something that I just worked through over the break. One of my mentors was saying, you know, you're never going to get to the next level in this career, you know, of coaching like millions of people all over the world until you drop the Mr. Nice Guy attitude. Okay. And at first I was like, I am nice. Like, right. And she's like, okay, have you ever sugarcoated or changed your wording a little bit mm -hmm. to deliver some feedback or criticism that you know your clients really needed well, i'm like well yeah well why i'm like well they're gonna fire me if they get too mad you know right and so it's kind of it's really hard as a coach you don't want to be so mean that they're like i don't like this anymore but you have to be mm -hmm. honest and direct and point out things that they might not want to look at so yeah. it's a fine line no one has ever to my knowledge fired me because of that you know, usually, because of being a bully? No. Anytime somebody isn't doing their homework, you know, I usually say it's time to part ways for a few months. So you sure. want to get your work done and come back. But I no. And the customer, let's say there's two different examples here. Okay. So if the customer says, it's not me, it's my employees. Right. I will suggest, okay, you can't change your employees though, but you can change yourself. Yeah. Yeah. What could you change? So I'll kind of help them see okay, maybe it is, there is something wrong with them, but, but they're not in the room right now. What can you change? Because often if you change the way you're looking at them or you change the way you think about that employee or you change the way you show up for that employee, the employee changes. Right. But that's a completely different thing than, let's say somebody buys an online course and you know how valuable that online course is that we're selling for $2.98. Other, other uh, people in similar fields are selling courses for two or 3,000, mm -hmm. so ours is 300. So if someone bought that course and then they wrote me a horrible review, said they wanted their money back, I didn't know what I was talking about, none of this stuff works, mm -hmm. 
the old school client service mentality in me would just be like, give them their money back, give them whatever they want. I don't want to argue with this person. Right. But I honestly <laughs> don't know what I'd do in that case because we yeah. haven't had that yet, right? No. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I don't think that's taking a position of their right. Uh, if you were to refund them their money, that's not going. I, I wouldn't see that as being as admitting well they're right. No. It's just it's just saying I don't I never want to charge people for something that they, they don't find value. And in. that and them not finding the value doesn't mean it wasn't valuable. It means that they weren't able to find the value in it. And I I don't have a problem with that. I've only ever had was it once or was there a second time? No, there was two times where I've not invoiced a client for work that was done because the value wasn't found there. And so it was like that's not they were right or we messed up it's just like listen this relationship didn't work um whatever happened and we just that that's not an admitting they're they're right and we're wrong it's just that's a way of dealing with a situation where people are unhappy we but. did actually have i just remembered um somebody bought all four of our courses that were on kajabi mm-hmm. and he is a an online marketing expert so he went through my stuff and received no follow-up emails did not get dropped into any funnels Okay. All he got was the courses because at the time, the marketing company I was working with, we weren't selling anything. So I was like, put a pause on this while we find somebody better. So he basically said really nicely, I just wanted to let you know the courses are great, but I didn't get any follow up. Like you didn't try to sell me anything else. You didn't, you know, add me to your weekly email. You didn't put me into a funnel. And he's Mm -hmm. like, I can't recommend this to my clients. And so (laughs) of course it was bad timing. Right. So we apologized and we fully refunded his money, even though he didn't want it. Um, so yeah, yeah, I definitely, I do know the answer to that one. I would, re- without a doubt, refund the course money. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not worth it mm-hmm. to have someone, you never want, I never want anyone to think that I'm charging them for something that they didn't get value out of. Of course. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And I think I, like, I definitely agree how you started by saying that the customer is always right is probably a dated concept and it's something that was something that we'd heard decades ago and that we probably is it doesn't really fit in today's marketplace and i would definitely agree with that because we were talking about it today um just in the office and i was asking some of my employees just what are your thoughts on this and we were kind of laughing because we're like oh that's like such a boomer thing to say so we're all laughing and saying okay boomer when we said the customer's always right because it's just like yeah it is just an older frame of mind that i don't think is how we conduct business anymore. Um, I think for sure, anytime someone brings something to you that you should assume that they're right to begin with, because I've definitely been in situations as a customer where that's very annoying and you bring something up and they're immediately on the defensive and saying like, well, no, you did this wrong or no, right? Like as soon as they get any kind of negative feedback, there's that. Um, So I think for sure you should assume they're right first but as soon as you have evidence that shows you like, no, it's not, there's something else here, like they didn't understand or there's some mistake happened, whatever it is, um, then you can act differently. But I would say it's smart to give all benefit of the doubt to them to begin with mm-hmm. and then figure out what your approach should be. But Yeah, actually, you know what? Ever since Christmas Eve, I've been having these uh, horrible customer service experiences and I keep thinking, oh, I got to bring as this a up customer? on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my husband's dad, unfortunately, is in a the proper term for an elderly care facility <laughs> i know it's not old folks home that is not right, right. it's not old folks home Anyways, but it's the word that means old folks home okay? so his sisters are incredibly generous organized they like plan things down to the mm-hmm. just like so much food all of their dad's favorite dishes like 
It was so Christmassy in there, and the handy bus was supposed to pick him up at 4.30 and drop him off at, at Tim's sister's for dinner. And so he was like, mm, I want to say 37 minutes late. And I was like, Tim, just call the place. Mm-hmm. And so we called, and right away, no tr- no trouble solving, no, we'll see what we can do. They just started backpedaling. It wasn't me. I wasn't working that day. <laughs> it wasn't written on my sheet, blah, right. blah, blah. And so right. they were so busy defending their mistake that I couldn't get through. Hello, hello, please just stop. We, we j- can we just pick them up ourselves? <laughs> like, I, I kept saying, I don't care who screwed up. Yeah, I just want to pick them up. Yeah. And so we were in, in, on the phone for 15 minutes before she let me talk. Right. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm not mad at you. I'm not mad at the handy bus. I just yeah. want to know if I'm going to be it's able to get them in my car. Yeah. So um, big fail there. And I'm going to go back to the, the acronym LAST, I think, quite a few times because I learned that one a long time ago and it works really well. Listen. Yes. Like, shut up. Mm-hmm. If an angry customer comes in, just listen. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, especially people who aren't necessarily super mentally healthy okay. or happy. Just toxic people. They want to talk. They want to okay. be heard. Mm-hmm. And then they want to be acknowledged. And then we can talk about solving the problem. But yeah, shut up. When somebody's trying to give you feedback, that's that's a, a big one, I think. So what's the rest of last uh, while you're on it? Listen. Yeah. For real listen. And when I say listen, I mean listen with the possibility of having your mind changed. Yeah. Don't just listen and wait for your, your turn to talk. Um, listen, acknowledge, mm-hmm. solve, and take action. Because I think too many people, especially men, sorry guys, <laughs> have, you see, have you seen the nail in the head video? No. We have to play that on this podcast. Okay. Okay. So a lot this of men. on YouTube? Yeah. Okay. A lot of men just like to solve problems, right? Right. They're like, and the woman just wants to talk about it. She just wants to talk about her feelings. And the men want to solve it. And she's like, just listen to me. And he's like, but I can solve it. <laughs> right. Oh, we're going to play this right now? This is so well, I just, I don't know. This this will be for our YouTube audience, not our uh, the, not our podcast Oh, audience. yeah, it's called It's Not About it, the Nail, guys. So this is like mocking the other way. <laughs> it's mocking women who don't want a solution when so sometimes they do need a solution. The idea I really wanted this to portray was just that, like, if you try to solve or take action before mm-hmm. you've listened, right? often they're not very happy about that. Okay. And if you guys want to watch this, sorry, we did a terrible job sharing it with you. It's called It's Not About the Nail on YouTube. And it has 19 and a half million views. <laughs> and it's hilarious. So anyways, the acronym. If you have a customer who's upset, listen, acknowledge, solve, take action. Okay. I like it. Makes sense. I I have, we have one client who I think is probably the biggest master of service of anyone I've ever met that really, really understands service because they're in a service business and they train their staff in, in a high turnover industry. They have a lot of staff turnover, um, although I'm sure in his business less than others, but he's amazing at training people on how to do service well, how mm. to provide high level of service. And his kind of saying that I've seen and he has it printed out and it's all over the place in his business too. Um, He says that the definition of service is a genuine desire to make someone's day better. And that is all service is, is to, and he makes sure that everyone like really internalizes this, that it's not about putting on the phone voice or it's not about like whatever those corny kind of stereotypes of service are. It's approach every customer with like with a real genuine desire to actually improve their day yes I and love so that you said that. yeah and i i really like that mentality of how to approach customer service because that allows that the customer could be wrong because sometimes like customers are quite poor at knowing what they want and so 
if they come to you and have a suggestion, they want ketchup on their steak, you can say, let me make your day better by offering you something that will make it greater. Put on the side. Right? So sometimes they don't know what they want. Um, and so you can actually stay with that definition of service that you're going to make their day better by disagreeing with them and helping them get the better experience. And so I think that is a good definition of it, that it's not to just serve them, like to be in servitude and do whatever they ask of you. It's that the end goal is to make their day better. And so whatever that, whatever it takes to make that um, objective happen, then then that's service. I think a lot of business owners are scared to let their staff loose, right? Like I love Right. I think I know who that is. Yeah. And, and I think that I get that experience from him every time I even see him. Um, and I love it. But it also implies that he, he chooses people clo- uh, particularly enough to work for him that he trusts them to do their own version of this, right? Yeah. It's not scripted out. No. And that's that's what makes it really authentic. Like, even business owners, so staff a lot of the time, but even business owners who are frustrated in their business, they're frustrated with their staff, they're sometimes frustrated with their clients, I'm like, you have to flip your paradigm. You have to become grateful for those clients. You mm-hmm. have to become grateful for every dollar that comes in because if you have this frustrated attitude, if you have this frustrated attitude with your staff, never mind your clients, they will sense it. And it won't, won't go well for you. And yeah. I've heard people say, no, I can fake it. Nobody knows. It's like, yeah. no, you can't fake it. You have to genuinely love your business. Yeah. And the people in it. Absolutely. And the other thing that I wanted to mention about what you said about um, they might not know what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a lot of customer service has to do with setting expectations yeah. or agreeing on expectations. Because I read this one study and it was, I think it was 86% of people will not go back to a business because of unmet expectations. Right. But if you don't clearly tell them what to expect, right. they yeah. make up their own expectations course, and yeah. you have no idea what they are. Mm-hmm. So some of my clients do this really cool thing where they kind of have a, a poster and it's framed and it's where all the clients can see it. And it says, our promises to you. Right. And it's like, today you will receive this. Mm-hmm. You will receive that. You will have a warm smile. You'll be given the opportunity to rebook, like it, all the things they're supposed to do. Right. And then it's a sort of a bullet list for the staff too to remember right but they can use their own wording yeah yeah we had this experience in a restaurant recently where someone set an expectation that was wildly inaccurate (laughs) because we were ordering breakfast on our road trip back from manitoba from christmas and and we'd ordered and we're waiting and the wait waiter came by to refill our drinks or something and they're like oh your food will just be it'll, it'll be up in one minute and my son is like a very literal person like there is no gray area with him there's no yeah i think so he's like no yes or no like he needs to know <laughs> definites there is no gray area so he's like okay one minute that's 60 seconds right and our min- our food is like 12 minutes more oh. and so he's sitting there i'm like you have no idea what you just did to my child because he's <laughs> sitting here going she said one minute where's our food why is our food not here so don't say uh. your food will be here in one minute if it's not going to be there in one minute <laughs> Yeah, so um, that's, pro- that's probably a big part of good customer service. Mm-hmm. Setting expectations. Set the expectation. And then keep the expectation. Yeah, Deliver of course. what you yeah, say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think and the when we say when there's friction about the customer being right, obviously we're talking about when they are wrong, but we're just going to let them be right. Like that's what we're talking about, right? When, when there's friction and they're saying that something should be a way that you didn't plan it to go, 
and you're allowing it to go their way. That's what the customer's always right thing kind of means, right? They return something that obviously you broke it. It wasn't broken in the package, but whatever, the customer's always right. Like that's what we're talking about. But I think that whenever we give in to that, when it's unreasonable, something else suffers. And that's quite often your employees, like they have to put up with, okay, we have to placate the customer and make them happy. Or it could be, your service suffers because of it, your product suffers because of it, like putting ketchup on a steak, like you're you're literally sacrificing the quality of your product or other customers might have to sacrifice because whatever, someone forced themselves to the front of the line or they're asking for something that's gonna take longer, whatever it is, um, if you kind of give in to that customer is always right mentality in the worst case scenarios, there's always someone else that has to give in and I know working with a lot of people who work in service and I've worked in, you know, restaurants and things like that. Um, when you work in an environment where it's no, no, the customer's always right. It's hard on employees. Like it's really, really tough on them. And to me, I don't know how everyone runs their business, but to me, my employees are more important to me than my clients. And if someone is making my employees life hell, the client goes, (laughs) it's not the employee. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, and so that's where I don't, go with that oh no the customer's always right we got to make them happy yeah no i i don't think i could honestly stand behind that sentence in any business Mm -hmm. um i think more customer service paradigms or customer service mentality rather than the customer's always right because like you said that's outdated and it doesn't it's not going to give you a positive effect yeah um but i was trying to think of the different experiences like so the the care home right sure so and for me, I always go right back to the leadership. I've never met the person who's in charge of this care home, but I have met a lot of angry employees, a lot of defensive right. employees. So what so kind of environment are they working in? That's yeah. coming from the leadership, yeah. for sure. Um, so that was one example. And then I think maybe Boxing Day, one of the days we were off, we didn't feel like cooking. And I, I think it was after we had visited that home, actually. And uh, we ordered from Brown's. Okay. And I ordered like this very specific, annoyingly modified vegan meal. Of course. <laughs> which they got perfect. Nice. But they put it into two different containers. Yeah. And then the the bag, we picked up the bag and took it home. And so it was just two vegan meals instead of one vegan meal and my husband's beef meal. Right. There was no way he was eating that I'm second sure bowl of vegan I'm sure he was not food. happy with that. He was like, are you serious? And I'm like, do you want one? He's like, no. And he grabs a bag of chips out of the counter. Oh, no. And then I'm like, well, do you want to go back? And he's like, oh, I don't want to go back. I just put my sweatpants on. I'm like, well, let me just call. And this kid couldn't have been like more than 18 years old. And he was so, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. Just one moment, please. And then he comes back and he's like, we're just going to remake that for you and I'll whip it over in about five minutes. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's going to bring it over here himself. That's so great. And then he comes in a cab. He doesn't even have a car. He took a cab to bring us the food that we forgot. Wow. So Browns, well done. That was like my one really, really, really good customer experience. Oh, also Pure Spa. But I can't brag too much on them because I'm obviously biased. Right. (laughs) As Um, a client of yours, yes. What was the other bad one though? Mm Mm-hmm. I think I think the change in mentality of why that that old modality is so dated is because I hope that a lot of businesses have gotten beyond the idea that they need to please everyone, that not everyone's going to be your customer. Like you're never going to have 100% market share. So why are you worried about pleasing everyone? Like yeah. just please the people who love you. 
And I think that's what, I mean, I've embraced and maybe I take it too far where I'm like, I just want clients that I love working with and yeah. the rest of you can go find someone else, right? Yeah. And and I think a degree of that is definitely needs to have a place in any modern business where you're not trying to please the people who you don't even want as customers. Yeah. Let them go. Like, just work with your greatest customers, the best yeah. type of customers. And for us, I think it's one way, you know, especially for the, my coaching and consulting, like, if you're in multi-level marketing or you work out of your house or you're just self-employed, you don't have a team, you're not for me. You know, I work with people mm-hmm. who have actual buildings that they need yeah. to clean and payroll they have to the pay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the brick and mortar businesses, which, you know, is totally opposite than most people you see online talking about the run your business from the beach on yep. a laptop. So the those people hours, are not for yep. me, you know, um, because my expertise has always been in running real businesses. So. Yeah. If somebody comes to me and they're stay at home or they're self-employed or they're multi-level marketing, I just, I tell them, you know, here's some good free resources, but we're not a good fit. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that is much better than saying, sure, I can help you and then not help, like, yeah, not being able to provide a positive return on investment. <laughs> but I think the key is you have to be really self-aware when you're dealing with upset customers. You got to be really emotionally intelligent. Because it's really easy, especially when it's personal, to take it personally and then react. Right. And sometimes angry customers, I think they... I try to always think of this one situation that my brother was in a few years ago to try to relate, to just try to feel bad for them. That usually works for me. Empathy is a very powerful thing, for sure. Yeah. Because they must have something really horrible going on if they're going to come in here and yell and scream at us about whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's those are those ones where it's kind of easy to figure out how to deal with them. But it's the ones that, that, that aren't, they're not upset. They just disagree. And I mean, I'll, I will have that for sure. We'll have clients who, like, if the relationship isn't good, if a client is saying, like, why are you doing this? This makes no sense. Why are you working on this? Then I know it's not a, a matter of, like, giving into their right, but it's also not a matter of, well, we're the expert. Just trust me. Get out of my way. Mm-hmm. Because there's something that wasn't set up in place first which is some sort of trust or we don't understand their business well enough because they're identifying that we missed something or something's not there so it doesn't have to be well they're right and it doesn't also doesn't have to be that we completely missed the mark it's just okay we need to have a conversation to figure out what your goals actually are why are we misaligned on what we should be working on um and yeah that's kind of where our effort has to go but I mean, I come back to customers not often knowing that well what they even want or need. They're, if you, we do, we're doing some customer research for a client where we're doing um, surveys out to their existing customers. We're doing just general market research using Google surveys. We're going to set up an actual like deep focus group um, next month, which I'm really excited about. But that research is going to be very valuable but at the same time a customer is never going to be able to give you the idea like tell you about what is the thing that's just going to blow them away and surprise them and make their experience great like they're going to be able to take your status quo and waver a little bit outside of that about how you can improve this slight thing or you missed the mark here just like these little improvements and give you good feedback but you're never going to get your next great idea usually from customer feedback they're gonna they're gonna think within a paradigm that's pretty close to what you're already doing and so a lot of times frame of reference for something yeah and and it's and it's our job as the business owner or the business marketer um to come up with those ideas of how do we make their experience amazing 
because people aren't going to ask for that. They're not going to say, well, if you just if if they asked you how can we make your browns order better you're not going to be like well get in a cab i don't care if you don't have a car yeah, come bring me example. this food right yeah. you don't give that feedback that's something that has to come from them where they can go you know above and beyond as the cliche goes and and do something that truly surprises you and makes the experience great so um yeah i just really believe that a lot of customers don't they're not good at telling you what they want. It's not that they don't know, because if you told them, they'd be like, yeah, that'd be amazing. Um, but they're not good at telling you what they actually want. And so there's a little bit of mind reading involved in yeah. great customer Asking service. questions, of course, but also setting expectations. Because if you leave too much up to like gray area or customer decision, like you won't even be on the same page with them as, at all. Yeah. Yeah. I think setting expectations is a good, good thing. But the other thing is... Um, I know when Laura started working with me, and I'm lucky in my one business, we only have, you know, 10, 12 clients at one time. Mm -hmm. So those people are very, very hand-picked. We right. don't work with people who aren't kind, generous, uh, truthful, who take great care of their people. Yeah. Like, these people are, like, amazing people. So the very first thing I said to Laura, I said, I don't care anything you screw up, just make sure all the customers are always happy. Do whatever right. you have to do to bend over backwards to make sure that they're always happy. Because without them, we would have no business. Mm -hmm. And you can say and that can because... Say that yeah. Because I know who they are. Yeah. Now, we have some people calling who are not customers, right? right. Those people don't get the same. Yeah. You know, our customers who we vetted, who we know, that I know they would never mistreat Laura, she can make right. them a priority. Yeah. But if someone calls on the phone and, and is unkind, or um, she told me about this one person who had sent a message that wasn't very nice, and I'm like, okay, nope, take them off the list. Because mm -hmm. that is... Taking care of your employees is how you build a good business because your employees will take care of your clients. There's always more clients. If you ever put your client <laughs> above your employee, mm -hmm. I, I agree. think that relationship would be very hard to salvage. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Is this our best podcast ever? I don't know. It might be. You, you didn't bring me anything <laughs> to drink. I know that. You have a bottle of water. You're drinking alone over there. Um, do you have anything else to add or are we going to do our quick tips? Well, I think I do because now okay. that I bought half of Shoe Solutions, it's been quite overwhelming actually. You know, I've always worked with businesses who had thousands oh, of clients, yeah. Yeah, but I've been so settled in my five and a half years of consulting with only yeah. 12 yeah. that it's uh, like everywhere I turn, someone has a suggestion for right. me or a type of shoe we should carry or uh, something they saw on Facebook or something I should get on Instagram and I'm like, Holy guys, I haven't even been, I've been in this business for two days. <laughs> I'm just getting my feet wet. You know, thank you for your feedback. But right. um, when you have thousands of customers a month versus 10 customers a month, I think you really have to just adopt a general rule, you know, like have a set of rules for your staff. Yeah, it is a different thing. Yeah. Yeah. Try to clarify expectations. Give the best customer experience possible. Make them feel amazing. You know, try and, try and make them happier mm -hmm. when they leave than when they came in. Yeah. But I also say don't tolerate any abuse. Yeah. There's no way. It's not okay. Yeah. I think I, I had like a last point about people who um, who disagree with your stance, your product, your service, whatever, and it's not the angry thing. They're just, they have a different idea. And I think the best outcome that you get from that is not to convince them that yours was better, but to explain in a way that it almost becomes their idea, right? Like they agree and they say, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, and then, 
Yeah, better than like shoving them into your position. It's kind of like going around them from the back and explaining and giving them all the context and why your solution or your explanation or whatever we're talking about, why it is the one that makes the most sense in that context. And then, um, then they they agree. They're just like, yeah, no, I. They almost come at it as if it was their idea, rather than trying to force them into your perspective. Yeah, f- trying to force somebody to believe what you believe will never work. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're just a total loud jerk about it, some people might back off, but they still don't believe you. Yeah. Uh, I would say two things about that. Final two things. Um, number one, ask more questions. Like if you really don't understand why Lane is so upset about this, I was going to say <laughs> CD, DVD, all those are extinct, about this uh, bull bag of balloons that he bought from mm-hmm. the store. And <laughs> Stupid we just balloons. totally disagree, right? But I, I think my first thing would be to ask a lot of questions. Like mm-hmm. what is it that you're upset about? You can get to the answer pretty fast there. Right. You know, they're broken and they don't work. Okay, great. I'll replace them. Or in a more sort of um, detailed example that I can't think of right now, but something, let's say a house, okay. like a sale of a house. That's a much bigger thing. Um, I think if you can remember that even though we, we're, we are disagreeing right now, if we both look kind of down the road, like over here, here's the solution that we want. Yeah. We both want the same outcome. We want you to be happy and I want my commission. You know what I mean? okay, now we're back on the same page because we know we want the same thing. So let's try and figure out a way to get there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes me wonder about certain stores that have policies that are extreme return policies, like Costco would be an example that has extreme return policies. Like easier or not? Yeah, yeah, no, extremely easy. You know, know someone returning a Christmas tree in the middle of January that's dead, obviously, (laughs) right? Like a live Christmas tree. And they'll return it, like just absurd things. I heard Princess Um, Auto has something like that. Right. They never return anything. That's like a customer's always right kind of mentality. Yeah, we'll see how that goes for Walmart. That becomes their their unique selling proposition. It's like it becomes one of their big things that you talk about about them where it's like wow you can buy and return anything so because it's so extreme it becomes a huge usp for them i guess but um yeah it's Not it's an interesting angle that i don't know that i would want to take for my own business also you're attracting a yeah clientele you don't necessarily clients. want yeah and I, uh, have you, you have to read re-engineering retail it's so interesting but one of the studies in there was talking about how one of these stores i want to say walmart but i'm not sure so i won't um what was the of merchandise was being returned at one point. Like, it was some ridiculous (laughs) number. I was like, I can't even calculate the number of hours times the, like, that's obviously a Because the return policy was too... Yeah, way too slack, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But, and back in the day when Walmart first started, like, having great customer service in the beginning, which from all the historic, uh, you know, articles and the book on Sam Alton, I read it, it was really great. It's just in the last few decades that Walmart has turned into just a disgrace and the opposite of what Sam Walton wanted. Right. But those guys were ahead of their time in customer service. I think now when people express frustration about a customer to me, I'm like, you have no options today. Today, we have the internet. So if you want a bitch, call your counselor. Mm -hmm. But do not yell at a customer. Do not upset a customer. Do not offend a customer. None of us want a nasty Google review, Facebook review. Yelp, right. are they still alive? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yelp Even Megaro and... has their own. It's a salon software. Yeah. So, yeah. What's your quick tip, Kelly Ray? Well, I know creating like a whole manual full of policies and procedures is a lot, um, but I would say if you could just create your customer service policy mm. or your customer service procedure, that would be, a, procedure, that would be a very urgent 
yeah, okay. a good place to start. Because if I start working for you and I'm going to handle 20 to 30 phone calls a day, mm-hmm. shouldn't I know what the rules are around talking to people that phone? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You'll save yourself a lot of... And your conversion rate will probably go up and your retention will probably go up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get more friendly reviews, yeah. all that stuff. And all those young, nice people that you hire, they might not have the great conversation skills that you think they have. Okay. So role playing is also a good idea. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my quick tip is about a lot of this customer service stuff doesn't happen on the phone or in the store. It happens online, on social media especially. We run a few accounts for very big international brands where we become the outlet that people vent their frustrations to. And so you get a lot of that customer service type stuff vented at you. And I was reading this recently and I wish I would written down the statistic, but um, it is so much like drastically more important to customers to get a quick response than what you actually do like it's actually it's not about you got your refund we settled the issue anything like that they just want to be heard and you respond to them like that is so important what about an auto response does that count well no it needs to be a human it needs to be an actual i mean unless it's an auto response that's good enough that they felt like they were heard but i think most people have a pretty good radar to know like that was an auto response okay what if it said Hi there. We are away from the phone, but we would love for you to no. send us in great detail your They don't feel concern. heard. No. And then we'll get back to you in eight hours. People just want to be heard and they want to feel like, okay, someone heard what I had to say and they're going to hopefully do something about it. It's more important that you, they get a quick response than it is to actually settle the issue. That's the most important thing is to get back to them. Don't just hide the tweets that you didn't want to receive or the Facebook comments, just delete them and hide them. Just respond quickly, send them a DM, whatever you gotta do. Um, And that is actually more important. Of course you still want to resolve the issue, but just to say how important it is that you resolve it quickly rather than brush it under the rug and hope they go away. That's an extremely important part of social media management is quick responses to customers, especially the ones who are not very happy. That's my quick tip. (laughs) Put some time into that. Make time for that. Make sure you're available to it or somebody is. What about like nighttime? I mean... Yeah, if it's an international big company where yeah, there's okay. always someone available, there's got to be people in different time zones. If we're talking about a local business and you're firing something off at 2 a.m., I don't think people are too upset. But if it's 8, 8, 8 p.m. the next day and they still haven't heard, they're probably going to be a little upset about it. Yeah, so for sure. get at it in the morning when you first log in and check. Yeah. Well, that's episode 21 of Business Can Be Better, and we're back in the groove now. We'll come back on Tuesdays at 7.15 p.m. Mountain Time, live on YouTube at bit.ly slash business, or no, sorry, Better Business Podcast. And then, of course, listen uh, wherever you listen to podcasts to um, Business Can Be Better. And we should really get some people, like, joining in. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah, I think uh, it'd be nice. I think, I mean, when we take off for almost a month and don't do an episode, people have forgotten our schedule but we're going to get people back into the chat and joining our conversations and telling us their thoughts on things that would be amazing also suggesting future topics you want to hear about of course we'd love to talk about what people actually want us to talk about so did we disagree no dang it we're gonna find a contentious topic at some point (laughs) so that we can disagree should you wear backwards hats to work 
Yeah, that's a good one. You know what? I'm I'm seriously considered a re- a personal rebrand, so I don't know. We're we're gonna have to figure this out. I'm considering joking. it. I'm um, Yeah, so we'll be back next week. Thanks for listening. You can find me on Instagram at the real Lane Anderson on Twitter Lane underscore Anderson, and then please follow me on LinkedIn. Just look up my name, Lane Anderson, because I'm doing daily vlogs, and honestly, that's the channel I'm putting all of my effort into these days. Me too. Good. Um, I'm Kelly Ray Tamaki on LinkedIn and on Instagram, Kelly Ray Tamaki TMH. And then on Facebook, Kelly Ray Tamaki TMH Business Coaching and Consulting. Thanks for watching, guys. See you next time.